0: Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hey there. Sister, are you saying? Sister Mary Grace. This is great. This is so great. We're here. We're here. We're still here. Episode 4. Yeah, we're almost at halfway. Halfway, claiming the gifts of the desert. Right in the middle of the desert. Ooh, lent. Yeah, we all know. Here it is. Sisters of Life, Let yeah. Love Podcast. Uh-huh. I just love it. I actually just, I love being with you, sister. I love being with the Lord. I love being with all those listening. So fun to bump into our Let Love Podcast family here and there. Uh, various events and it's just it's incredible we're all united in christ uh-huh and in, uh, an incredible gift of grace actually um right because it is the reality of the church but then actually to be intently on a journey
1: together yeah yeah it gives us permission to kind of go deeper together mm. i don't know i i feel buoyed up knowing that <laughs> i'm not the only one you know um intentionally walking in this way yeah And checking in regularly, yeah, it's changed my Lent experience. That's it. No, I
0: feel strengthened. Yeah. Really strengthened. For sure, for sure. Backed up. But even too, I think, Sister, I guess before we jump into Mm -hmm. such a beautiful gospel, oh my gosh, the church Mm -hmm. gives us such beauty. Yeah. Uh, We're going to hang out with a Samaritan woman. Um, But as I think about her and I think about where we are in Mm Lent, it's like, yeah, as you were saying the We're in the heart of the desert, mm-hmm. um, and the heart of the desert of our hearts and yeah. the thirst that we find mm-hmm. there and I think this moment in Lent has me like looking around for some like signs of life, you know yeah. what I mean, and yeah, I think I'm grateful that spring, at least here in the New York area, is kind of bursting forth, and mm-hmm. you see those promises, right, like uh-huh. there is new life after you know cold and hard winter, like. Like these little crocuses like start popping up right through the ground or like you feel that warm sun Uh on your face. And it's like, ooh, that's the The best. Much nicer thing than what we had in January. Uh Um, But yeah, these signs of life like inscribed everywhere, Mm. right? That I know hurt in me as we look towards. um, Yeah, the resurrection
1: is going to come. Yeah. (laughs) There's evidence. Yeah, it's like pre-evidence of it coming. Yeah, we need to see that, especially. Yeah, to kind of keep going, you know.
0: <laughs> That's it. I
1: know I need it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I was in South Dakota recently, and it's. I mean, it was like frozen over. Oh my God. But I'll. It, this is just reminding me of it. Like I remember, and I've never seen it before. Like I'm probably more accustomed to desert climates mm-hmm. than I am frozen ones. But like a frozen desert, it was like a whole other sight. And um, like literally, the trees were like were like covered in ice, and it was it was gorgeous as the sun rose because it kind of like sparkled through. But as things melted, it kind of took on a new, I don't know, a new glimmer, a new shine that it didn't have. Um, and it just made me grateful for the light and the warmth to return. Uh, but this beauty that wasn't possible until it was, you know, snowed on, buried deep. Um, the sun just got even more beautiful seeing what it did to the to the melting snow. So
0: Isn't that incredible? That was neat. Again, like God's, divine life mm-hmm. it's like inscribed in everything yeah well you know what it makes me think about? yeah what else lobsters <laughs> <laughs> but does it makes you feel like think of lobsters tell us more about
1: that it's just, you've been it's missing the
0: water. <laughs> no, yeah you gotta stick with me here okay so i grew up in maine you know and um actually for a long time um maine had the only dead animal on our license plate Oh, gosh. Yeah, because it was a red lobster. And if huh. it's if it's a red lobster, it means it's cooked. It's done. <laughs> it's a, it's but a duty. this is the cool thing about lobsters. They can do this thing called molting. Mm-hmm. Again, and a biologist would be able to speak on this much more eloquently. And this is kind of like my, you know, childhood rendition. Uh-huh. Um, but lobsters are amazing. Yeah. Because... There's this process that they have to go through to like grow, mm. right, and to like become basically, yeah. you know, an adult lobster. And this process of molting is incredible because like they basically shed their whole like exo exoskeleton, you know that thing? Yeah. And and like so they shed it. Like they just shed their skin. It's kinda gross. It's kind of gross. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> but it's amazing. But yeah. then well wow. and then they're like they're vulnerable. Like there's yeah, there's like a vulnerable like couple days while that new exco uh-huh. exoskeleton like firms up. Uh-huh. But what's so cool is that actually they can be regenerated in this process. So like lobsters, they kind of get into some pretty crazy um battles with each other. You know, like they like and those like pinchers, claws I And mean, their things, claws are bigger than their bodies, right? Those things are kind of like messy. they can take like limbs of other lobsters off and all the Made mates in the claws, right Ooh. the meat the good meat we discovered that recently as i fit told the good meat is in the <laughs> claws oh my gosh yeah all that muscle or whatever it is tender yeah but yeah um literally like they can cut each other's arms off oh, and gosh. stuff but they can even yeah. cut their own arms off or like not they're not arms but their you know their claws <laughs> <laughs> and but in the molting process like i couldn't even believe it i was recently looking at before and after pictures mm-hmm before, like the lobster doesn't even have a claw, but like after it molts, he has regenerated that entire side. Wow! Like that entire claw that just grows back, grows back. Wow! Isn't it incredible? Yeah. So again, that's amazing. Stick with me. It's, it's like this is where I want to bring my thirst, uh-huh. right? The thirsts that are being exposed, the thirst of my heart. Yes. Um, where I'm desiring a savior, where I'm desiring resurrection, um. I want to bring these into conversation with Jesus and I don't want to be afraid of him because I think, I don't know, in the desert of Lent, we can get a little unnerved. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there redemption? Is right. redemption really at hand? Right. It's like my claw just got cut off. Like, <laughs> What's next? My claw is like <laughs> gone. Like I nothing. I lost it in a lamentable yeah. history or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, what hope do I have? Uh, and And can I dare to be this thirsty? Actually, can I dare to let my heart be opened up yes. to the depths that God's opening it up? And um, I just want to look at creation, cool, because I think it brings hope as we look at our own stories. Like yes, actually, and the Samaritan woman is going to bring us into that uh, today. That's awesome. Um, so I know a little crazy example, but yeah. like whether you're thinking about flowers that bloom again after the oh. winter time, or the beautiful tree. I mean, yeah. God is is inscribed everywhere and. Yeah. And he always sings this this song mm-hmm. um, of life,
1: yeah. yeah, and we don't always think about that, but it, you make me think that like season Lent is really a season of hope. It's like, whoa, life and life in the places we thought was lifeless, mm-hmm. you know it's like actually that's more in, yeah, that's more powerful than anything where you see the impossible take place, mm-hmm. and it's and it's all around us, but then to see, yeah, in Lent, it's the destination is my own heart, that's what he wants to do, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. I love that, sister. Ooh. Season of hope. hmm Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, should we, like, dive in with it? Let's do it, yeah. Get some hope. Yeah. Cook it up in our own hearts. Let's, <laughs> let's let him do it. Do you want me to pray? Sure. Okay. Oh, do you want to pray? Yeah, I'll pray. at you stuff. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father. Amen. Amen. Uh, blessed Mother, we just ask you in a special way uh, to... Walk with us to be with us in this desert of Lent. We ask you, especially as um, yeah, we step into the the heart of these days and of this season, uh, that you would uh, give us courage, that you would pray for us, that you would shelter us in uh, your maternal care, that you would fill us with um, the life and virtues of your Son. Um, grow those within us, nurture those within us, pray for us, hearten our hearts uh, that we might uh, bring everything, everything to the foot of the cross, uh, give us courage to gather everything up, every place that we desire resurrection, new life, every place that we need hope, strength, uh, give us the courage, pray for us that we have the courage to bring this all to the foot of the cross, uh, to bring this all uh, to the heart of your Son, uh, that it might pass into new life and resurrection. And we ask uh, for this, for your prayers, blessed mother, as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, among women,
1: and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God,
0: pray for us sinners. And now and at the hour of our death, amen our lady of hope. Pray for us. Amen. Cool. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, the gospel, that glorious gospel. It's a rich one. Oh my goodness. A little long, but it's worth it. It's long. What do you think, sister? You want to read it or you want me to read it? I can't remember who went last. You want to read it? I think I, I think it went last week. Okay. Yeah, you're up, sister. Okay, here we go. Okay. Let's see what we got. This is A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty, or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, you are right in saying, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. At that moment his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, Why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he says to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see, the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified, that one who sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for, others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. Whoa. Oh my goodness, Sister, where do
1: we begin? It's the desert scene. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I know. I I mean, I love it. Never, yeah, I, there's always more every time I go back to it, too. But just even to hear like, what touches our hearts at this point and this day. I mean... Look, just even, even from the get-go, I just love, I love that here we find a woman who's kind of like, she's, she's in a place in a life where she's stuck, you know, she's, um, you know, even just to see the setup here, you know, here we have Jesus who's, who's tied from his journey that made me smile. You know, he's, he's mid-Latin experience. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a, there's a tiesome to this journey. You know, we've been on it for a little while. We're in the middle of it. Um, and, uh yeah he gets this he he has this in common with us um, and just to set the scene too, like here we have this woman who um yeah she's coming out in the middle of the heat of the day, she's exhausted uh she's she's chosen this scenario of aloneness she's she's going on her own, um, and you know to be honest when I'm playing with it this time, I'm like, man, this is a resilient woman, you know, um. You know, just the fact that she's coming in the middle of the day means that she's she's taken on the burden of this weight she's um yeah exhausted clearly um not an easy thing she's doing, but it's like what is she going away from like what is she avoiding that all these <laughs> experiences of suffering are actually a coping mechanism like that she would rather bear the burden of this exhaustion to than to go to the place to other places that cause some other kind of pain i don't know there she would rather be alone than face maybe relationships people that create more pain than it would to be completely alone in the middle of desert you know we see these these ways that she's trying to cope with some place of pain um that she'd rather choose the desert um this place of yeah aloneness than than to return to another place so it um yeah, even, it so I just love that this is the place that Jesus chooses to meet us. You know, he's unafraid of it. Um, and actually, it's like this desert experience in our own heart and life is where Jesus has gone to first. You know, this is where he meets us. This is where he's actually got there first. He knows this. He's not afraid of it. He awaits us. I mean, period. That's good news.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it gives me great hope, mm-hmm. sister, as you speak, because it's like, isn't this where we want love to meet us? Yeah. Right. Where are we're, we're running scared. We're ripe right. um isolated ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where we've pushed everyone else out, where mm-hmm. we Yeah, the places we escape to, mm-hmm. uh, the walls we build, you know, it's like, um, or yeah, like to avoid everyone else. I go out in the midday sun, in the in the heat right. of the day, um, to get my water. So in this case, this, you know, the other women are of the town aren't gonna talk about it or right or whatever um but like right there yeah um and this is heartens me so much in yeah my journey of Lent. it's like right right there um wherever there is for you mm-hmm. um jesus is right there yeah <laughs> he brings himself he brings his love and and what did he say what shocks right. me the first thing he says to her give me a drink and she's shocked. And again, I think any any faithful disciple. I mean, I find in my own heart, it's like, really, Jesus, you want me to give you a drink? Like of of what? What could I possibly give to you? Like, we're we're halfway into the desert. I'm tired. I'm thirsty. I've probably messed up my fast like how many times, right? Yep. Um, yep. We can be discouraged uh, as we're at this interval in the desert, and here we have our Lord and Savior approaching yep. us. Approaching our hearts, mm-hmm. and um he's he's saying basically, open your heart to me mm-hmm. um i I desire your love, mm-hmm. I desire you to turn over whatever this thing is mm-hmm. that is keeping um a distance between you and me, mm-hmm. whatever that is, but he is asking with humility, with like mm-hmm. love, with i mean can our can he get any more approachable and little <laughs> yeah give me a drink yeah give me a drink yeah and that invitation is personal right like you mm-hmm. could feel it it's like ooh. right what are you asking for jesus Yep. and yeah you're right he's asking for the heart of your heart mm-hmm. he's asking for you to turn over the depths mm-hmm. to him um mm-hmm. and it's what we want and yet it is it's terrifying yeah this is this, it's kind of a dramatic moment out it, of the desert. Kinda, yeah it kind of is right yeah but we want this moment right praise be like yeah let this moment happen yeah this is like an awesome interval yep in any lenten journey yeah it's like oh right gloves are off yeah here we are yeah sister and it's so real like she she's
1: not going to the temple like she's not um you know so like she's pulling out the Torah and she's going for a god moment like she's she's (laughs) desperate she's searching uh, and she's going to a place where she knows there'll be some relief some experience of like at least for a moment I won't get that bad look. Or at least for a moment, I'll be able to breathe and not have to impress anyone. At least for a moment, I can forget about my life. You know, so you have this woman in a desperate place that's not necessarily seeking out God um, primarily, yet at the same time, God shows her that even in that attempt for self-care, she actually is searching for him. You know, he's like, I, even in our attempts to take care of ourselves, take care of situations, Take things into our own hands, even if we're not doing going about it the right way. It's like Jesus is so thirsty for us to encounter true care in Him, and an encounter with Him that He's gonna He's gonna go to the places that where we're even trying to make a small effort, um, even if it's not a direct pursuit of Him. He's revealing to us that even in those pursuits of take care of things to um, avoid uh, difficult situations, even in that. Um, he's gonna take that opportunity to take us to a deeper place you know you have um she's looking for a safe place and jesus is revealing his heart as the place that she's looking for even though she can't name it he's like i'm that place you can come to you know you want to avoid pain deep down you want me you want my protection you want my refuge you want um you want my embrace you know you're you're avoiding painful relationships you're avoiding um a history of being let down um yeah, I just think of him kind of like getting in her way and saying, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna beat you to that place because I'm that place you're
0: looking for." Just, mm. we have such an awesome God. Yeah, I just have to say it. Like, yeah, it sounds cheesy, but he's literally, as you're saying, sister, it's like, and to, to ask yourself, I mean, here we are in the middle of Lent. It's like, yeah. where is God seeking to meet me? And like what you're saying, like. Not where I'm putting the effort in, um, you know, to yeah, go have my God moment and yeah. and and go to church and whatnot. But like, he's meeting her in the peripheries of right. her of her own life, of her own human experience, and to ask ourselves as I've as I look back at this journey of Lent, where is God seeking to meet me? Nice. Right, where is he seeking? Um, to ask me for a drink, mm-hmm. where is he asking me to turn my heart back to him? Yeah. Um. And often it's not the place that we, yeah, we are seeking conversion. He's like, no, 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 no. no. I actually want that yeah. I'm coming through the back door. Yeah. Uh. I yeah. I am seeking you because I want to give you a gift. Um. Yeah. And these can be the hidden places of our hearts. Mm-hmm. These can be memories that we're afraid to go back to and let mm-hmm. him heal. These can be places of addiction that we just don't want to own up to these could be a places of of yeah. sinfulness that like uh we don't like that we don't like that place yeah. of sinfulness i'm happy to confess these other sins this is sin oh uh. yeah jesus i don't even want you to know about that mm-hmm. um anything adds mm-hmm. the drink i want yeah and actually i want to take that from you that's right because what quenches my heart i like i thirst for your misery mm-hmm. i thirst for your misery my love thirsts to meet you there my love longs to meet you there mm-hmm. and i want to give you yeah this this spring of water mm-hmm. um that will well up to eternal life right mm-hmm. i'm going to give you water i'm going to place mm-hmm. my very life in the heart of your heart um this makes me think about mm-hmm. i mean not only like the grace and gifts of conversion yeah encountering god's merciful love but like even more, it's like, these are the graces of our baptism. Yeah. You know, these are the graces of um contemplative prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, of Um He's calling us to be one, mm-hmm. one with him. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to share his life completely with us, and he wants mm-hmm. us to share our lives completely with him. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord's about. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, you're, if your lens getting pretty crazy, you're like, what? I cannot believe what God is opening up. I cannot even believe he'd have the gall to approach me in that way. I cannot even believe he thinks he can redeem that place. It's like believe it. Well believe it. Because this is a dialogue. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I mean, she wants to keep it like on the surface and like he's like, No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I wanna let's get to the heart. Mm. Let's get to the heart of your heart. And we all want it, but it's mm. terrifying to go there.
1: Oh, I love that sister.
0: And it makes me think too of like
1: other places of like, I just wonder how many times she's gone to this well. You know, is this the first time that she's running or is like, is this a familiar place that I go to to escape? Is this a familiar place that I know how to get there and I know that on some level this satisfies me or it keeps me at survival rate or, um, yeah, I can manage this part of my life. When I go back to town, it's like, it's pain, it's difficult, I've, I've got lack of control, but this place I can manage. I got this. Um, and I just love the Lord's eagerness in Lent. Um, to not leave leave anything unturned. He's like that place that you have gone to. There is so much more there, and actually, that place that you're you're most alone, that you're most on your own. Uh, I want to open up this new spring of water. I don't want to just like quench it, reveal it to you. He's like that's going to be the new place of intimacy. That's where you and I are going deep, you know. And it's and it's not just yeah. This is he- This is true mercy, where it's not just Jesus is not just about a healing for the sake of. Healing. He's like the places where we need an encounter, are where life is going to come, where new life is. Because um, it's amazing. I mean, you think about this. I mean, what happens in this conversation? We have this exhausted woman going to a place uh, where she's kind of exasperated. Maybe she's given up on anything new coming out here. Uh, and what happens after this healing in a meeting with a person with Jesus? She's running back, running back to the place she ran from. I mean, there is something entirely new in her heart. Um, as you're saying, this depths, but what is, he, what is he doing to? God is, Jesus is revealing something that's already inside of her. As you're saying, he's taking her to depths. Yes, it's in this place, but it's like this beautiful place is in you and I, it's there. And he, he alone can bring that place to life.
0: But quite literally, like in and through this encounter with Jesus, she leaves her water jar, right? Like she she totally abandons her whole project and she goes right into the place uh, that she right that she's been trying yeah. to to escape and run from and and actually mm-hmm. goes to these people and yes, come and see a man who's told me everything I've done. Could this possibly be the Christ? Mm-hmm. She asks this question. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of this gospel, these Samaritans are telling him. We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Um, This is powerful. This is a powerful encounter with the living God. Mm -hmm. This is the encounter we want to actually ask for. Jesus, I'm terrified. I'm terrified to go to the heart of my heart. I'm terrified to let new life in. I'm terrified of letting go of my crutches, my controls, my points of self-reliance, Um, this, this, you know, kingdom that I built for myself Mm -hmm. to keep me safe, um, in some ways, uh, I'm terrified, but actually I want you, I want to give you permission, um, to wreck that kingdom, Jesus, (laughs) build your kingdom, like Mm -hmm. establish your throne Mm -hmm. in the heart of my heart. Um, and actually this is the way that Jesus redeems. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like just frost the cake, right? He's not just going to, you know, talk about a cake, you know, you dabble much of frosting on that thing. Yeah, yeah, No, no, he goes right in. Okay, he goes right into it. It's like a jelly donut. So it's kind of tough talking about cake right now.
1: It's <laughs> really, you really had to mention the soup. <laughs>
0: Come on. You're not talking I'm hungry. hungry. It's like a jelly donut. Yeah, 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 yeah. He redeems like a jelly donut. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, he literally infuses his life right on. The, I like that. Cool. Right on the inside. Yeah. He goes into the heart of it. It's true, though. That- his sweet, merciful love. Yep. And then, like, we're full. hmm We're, like... A gorgeous jelly yep, donut. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, It's a new image. Me, a new image it's a new myself. Image. It's, it's awesome, but it's true. Serious stuff. It's serious stuff. It from the inside yeah. out. And this is... This this is... I don't know. I honestly, like, I'm only, like, laughing because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so confronting. This is so challenging. It is, actually. With the Samaritan woman allowed. Um, yeah. And and she followed this grace in this yeah. encounter. Yeah. And she's stuck in it with
1: him. It's, mm-hmm. it's radical. Well, you know what's relieving about it too, sisters? I just love that how patient Jesus is and that he starts this conversation where she's at. You know, that we we talk about you. Sorry. I'm still stuck on the donuts. You are, which is great. No, so you kind of have to in this. No, no you're right. Um. No, just saying that I I just love how real Jesus, Jesus is. That he starts with where she's at. You know, we're talking about these depths that he takes us to, yet he starts where we are. Like, what are these desire these desires that I have? You know, as little as yeah, heck, I'm thirsty. I need a drink right now. Um, what I'm what am I in need of right now? Um, from these basic desires that are real, um, he starts where we are, and that's the good news. It's like yeah, we all want to go deeper. We want to know how to get to. Our heart of hearts and who doesn't want to encounter love right there and be set free and and know of healing and amen. But it's like how how do we get there? Um, pressure's off. Jesus starts where we are. She starts, you know, at this experience of uh yeah, desiring drink, drink that doesn't thir- that doesn't um drink that will never cause us to thirst. But then Jesus kind of through her own desires leads her into her heart. So even just not to be afraid of where I am right now and what I need. Um, because he who knows everything knows how to take me deeper. He knows how to get me there. Uh, he's going to take me from desire to longings, longings for more, uh, and, and taking us to the desires that, that he can quench, that will never um,
0: never thirst again. But just, yeah, just the relief that Jesus starts where I am today. You know? And also to the reassurance sister, like, yeah. again, the Samaritan woman, he told me everything I have done. Right. Um, That's a new title. Oh right, but it's like, and he didn't—he didn't do it in a way that uh, exposed her or brought shame. He did it in a, in a way that he spoke to the the deepest core of who she was. She knew she was being addressed with love, with yeah. reverence, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with a with an eye of care. Actually, yeah, um, to bring her into life, actually, yeah, to bring her forth from her shame, to bring yeah. her forth from her pain. Um, yes, to reestablish her. And I mean, if you think about, yeah, last week the gospel was a transfiguration. We saw mm-hmm. the glory of God. And, and now he's like, okay, I brought you to the heights. Now I want to bring you to the depths. I want to mm-hmm. bring you to the depths. Um, I well, want to go to the depths of who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to address that with myself. Yeah. Um, I, who am the resurrection, um, I, I want to bring this glory. Mm-hmm. I want to establish. The reign of this glory mm-hmm. um, in the heart of who you are, and actually, in a way, he already has. Yeah, and through our baptism, um, it's all there. Mm-hmm. All of this is is just waiting to be uh, awakened mm-hmm. um, by his gaze of love, um, mm-hmm. by his sacramental grace that we we have access to, and then through mm-hmm. uh, the church, um, and, yeah. and through the graces of confession, and then through the willingness to basically go have a deep heart to heart with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what I see in the Samaritan woman in the middle of Lent. It's mm-hmm. like, go get in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go talk to Jesus. Yeah. About the stuff that matters. Sister,
1: I love that point because it does freak me out when, when, t- when I first read this word again, of like, you know, he told, he told her everything. You know, she runs back in saying, come see a man who told me everything I've ever done. I mean, if you. If you met someone and they're like, I know everything you've ever done. I mean, I would kind of freak out. I mean, I don't know whether that would be a loving experience at first. Unless, unless this person who knows me, loves me through and through. And loves me in an unconditional way. That knows my history. Knows where I've fallen. Knows on my worst day. Knows the mo- the thing I'm most ashamed of. The one the thing I'm most regretful of. Someone that knows that and has loved me on that day and through that day and beyond that day that sees everything I've done and then can still see me. Um, and clearly in this encounter, she experienced this different man who knew her and loved her. Um, and all of a sudden, all her history is shameless. She's uh, she's set free because her whole history now is doused in a loving gaze. Um, which is, uh, yeah, which is beautiful.
0: Makes her a runner. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's what we want. Mm. Wow, sister. I mean, before we go, do you have any f- challenges, encouragements? Mm. Do you want me to think of one? Yeah, You want to start? Yeah. Do you have one? You know, I think again, this this gospel is huge, and mm-hmm. there's just so much we can f- find in it. Um, so many treasures. But I think, um, just forth from this conversation, sister, it's mm. like to go be real with Jesus, like to to be mm. willing, um, to have a deep heart-to-heart with the Lord. um, And the one that you're terrified of having with Mm. him. The one Mm. that uh, you're kind of like, oof, I just Mm. don't know if I want to go there. Um, But to to tell Jesus that even, like, Jesus, um, I don't even know how to talk to you about this. Mm. I don't even know how to begin this. Um, Or, you know, I actually, Jesus don't believe that you can redeem this place in me. Mm. Uh, I don't believe that light can come to that memory. I don't believe... I can break out of the bondage that I'm in, um, start there to be real, um, but um, to start that conversation uh, and let, the, let Jesus uh, walk you uh, to the depths of who you are and bring his love there. Mm. Beautiful, sister. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you think? I think, I, I think what this awoke in my heart is this, this beautiful reality that Jesus shows us in this gospel that Jesus thirsts for us first. You know that his love for us precedes my own. That um, that he that he desires uh, my love even more than I desire his. You know, and in the middle of Lent, we kind of get rocked open until everything that I need and want and everything I'm lacking. Um, but even just to take a moment of prayer uh, to let Jesus speak that word first before we before we even yeah we're aware of our desires all the time. But am am I willing to let Jesus speak to me? Give me a drink. Like to hear him say that to my heart and to let my heart listen to that. Um, and yeah, if it's, if it's hard to believe or hard to stay there, then to stick it out at the well, <laughs> uh, to sit down with him. Um, uh, and yeah, I think I'm just drawn to this encounter. But yeah, resting in the truth that he's the one that desires us first um, and let our hearts rest at that well with Jesus speaking those words. Because um, I think then we'll we'll have a much deeper gauge on our own desires when we listen to his. Wow, sister. That's beautiful. Just
0: a thought. We're in it with you. Oh, my goodness. Well, do you want to close this little prayer? Yeah.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you uh, and we praise you for your goodness, for your kindness. We thank you for making uh, manifest your thirst for us in Jesus. Uh, We thank you for the ways that you are constantly approaching us. Uh, meeting us, going before us. We thank you for this. We thank you for this invitation to go deeper at this point in the journey of Lent. You say that you know us, that you know uh, everything about us and you love, um, you love us deeply. That there is nothing in our past or our history or our current circumstances that hold back your love for us or dampen your desire. And so, Father, we ask you to um, go deep into the well of our desires. We ask you to be with us, uh, to continue to lead us on this journey, and we ask for more, more of uh, this spring of life that you have blessed us with, that you claim is within us. We ask you to bring it to life, help us to know our desires and longings, but all the more help us to know us your desire and longings. But we desire you, we love you, and we give you permission to continue to lead us on this journey. And we ask for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to to hold nothing back from you. In Jesus' name we pray. We just ask for the protection of the Blessed Mother um, to keep our hearts open to every good gift you're giving us this Lent. As we pray, Hail Mary,
0: full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our of Pope, pray for us. Amen. Praise be to God. So good to be with you all in the desert. insurance sure is. And cheer on. See you next week. See you then. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.